John, the 20th chapter. See, I'm looking for it, and it isn't even up. John chapter 20, that's a private joke. John 20, verse 19. Then the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so sent I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever, whosoever sin ye remit, and they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sin ye retain, they are retained. The account before us is the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. The appearing of Christ to his disciples as they assembled. Christ doesn't show up here but in the form of a body, but if we're doing what God wants us to do, the Holy Spirit is here tonight. And if the Holy Spirit is not here when we meet, we may have good fellowship, but we didn't worship God. The reason for this message, I believe, to encourage uh, church members to attend and to prepare to attend. Uh, This is a thing that we really need to work on, not only in this church, but uh, in all the churches across this country. Do we show up because it's Wednesday night or do we show up because we want to meet Jesus, we want to experience Jesus. And in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things, said he that holdeth the seven stars in his hands, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which we know the golden candlesticks are the, the seven churches. And if Christ is not here, if he doesn't show up Sunday, we may say, man, I, I enjoyed the preaching, singing was exceptionally good, but nothing happened. You may fleshly felt better, but you won't spiritually. Now, let us consider what you miss by missing church. Jesus meets with his assembled disciples. 
I come here every every Sunday, Wednesday. When I come over here and study, or whether I'm studying at the house, if Jesus is not with me, He's not in my presence in the form of the Spirit of God. I won't get much out of the lesson. I won't get much out of me reading the Bible. Now, let's look at uh, Matthew, Matthew, the 18th chapter. As we look here in Matthew 18, verse 20, God said, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Notice. Notice that he says in Matthew 28. Matthew 28 and verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away unto Galilee into the mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Notice the great commission. Go ye therefore, in Matthew 28, 19, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now, just a little tidbit that I've learned over the years. We're wasting our time preaching anything, teaching anything, believing anything that's not in here. We may say, I have my right for a period of time, you do have your freedom. If you live long enough, I don't expect uh, to live that long, but it's, uh, it's within three or four years if the Lord doesn't come back that we won't be able to meet here on a Wednesday night. We won't be able to meet here on a Sunday morning. No. I may be off a, a, a couple of years. That's all people tell me why they're not here. You've got to think positive, but, you know. So he uh, tells us here that that is, that is important that we understand that. And uh, unless we do, Let's go back to uh, Matthew twenty-eight and verse sixteen. 
Then the eleven went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. You always, if you're in the will of God, you want to go where the word of God leads you. And he said, the eleven went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted, as we read. And Jesus came and spake unto them, all power is given unto me in the heaven and earth. Go ye therefore. Now the reason that we go after Christ speaks to us, because then we've got the ability we're ready to go. There's days, if you're the average Christian, that you would have a hard time telling anybody how to be saved because you've got all the world's pressure and problems and sickness, everything on you. That's why that I believe that you start off your day with Jesus. I have coffee with Jesus every morning. And I, I don't say that for, for a joke or nothing. I don't do anything, humanly speaking, until I have my coffee. Don't do anything spiritually until me and the Lord has to talk. Now, he said, Go ye therefore, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What does that mean? That means if God says something, we do it. But I don't agree with that. You don't have a choice. If you're saved, you can rebel. I don't know about everybody in this room, but I had a parent, I had two of them, and you know, and that's a good thing to have. And when one of them tell me to do something, they didn't leave it up to me whether I did it or not. When they said, go milk the cow, I didn't say my hands are sore. I went and milked the cow. My point is, you're not going to be blessed of the Lord the way you could be blessed unless you totally surrender to him. Whether you're a teenager or whether you're old as I am. I'm still here. As I talked to a gentleman, first part of the week, I was, family asked me to come up and in the, nursing home where Jean said she used to work in the kitchen. I went up there and this old gentleman is 97 years old. He seemed like to me he's a lot sharper than I was. I mean, you know, he's still got his faculties. And he's, you know, he had a desire. He said, I'm not going to be here long. I don't understand exactly why 
Baptism is so important if I can't go to church anyway. He's not able to go to church. They have somebody come up there and, you know, it's still the same guy that goes there when that I know exactly right. He, he didn't attend church. And I'm not putting them down. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you that whether the person is 90-some years old or they're 16, nothing but the gospel will save them. Nothing but the gospel. Now, God said here in verse 18, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But notice verse 20. We've read it. We'll read it again. Teaching them to observe all things. There's no need of preaching on that preacher. You know the people are not going to do it. That's their problem. I drove to Alabama next week, you know, and if uh, Glenn was to call me tonight and say, we want to make an outline of what you're going to preach, I said, I ain't got it yet. I don't know what I'm going to preach until I get up behind the pulpit most of the time. But I'm ready. Why? Because God's called me to preach. And I'm going to preach. And God said what? Teaching them to observe the all things. But you know, Brother Lance, that church don't believe exactly the way you believe. I don't know. Whether they do or not, we're talking about the church there. But, you know, you've got to be careful, you know, or you stir up a problem. No, I ain't going to stir up a problem. If I'm preaching the word, God said he's going to bless it. If you witness using the word and not your opinion, God's going to bless it. He said, teaching them to observe the all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And he said, Lo, I'm with you always. What if you don't preach what he wants you to? Then he wouldn't be with you always. Have you ever had a day when you felt maybe Jesus had left? I'm not bashful. I have. We all have those days. What we don't want, we don't want those days to come in a bunch, you know, and frequently. See, that's where Satan uses people. I, I thought things today I shouldn't have thought. Maybe I'm not saved. Really? Then you believe in eternal security the blood-bought believer? So that's because you didn't feel is salvation by feeling alone? Being saved is partly feelings. But it's the assurance that God gives you. The most important thing about 
being in a church is meeting with our Savior. It is an assembly that we meet with Christ. See, if Christ is not here tonight, it makes no difference whether a lot of our members are out and sick. If we come to worship God. He said when two or three or more. Say, yeah, but but what? God said, are we meeting with the Savior? Is, is it in the assembly that we meet with Christ? Is it in the assembly that we see Christ? They seen him. Christ met with him, didn't he? Remember 18, verse 18 in Matthew 28, and Jesus came and spake unto them. All power is given unto me. We can't do much in, in our own power. We got to realize it's important that, that Jesus is in our life daily because that's the only way we're going to win over this world. And still it's a fight. It's a burden. It is an assembly that we see Christ when they saw the Lord. They saw the crucified and risen Lord, and so do we. We see him in the preaching. You know, when I read any scripture, you, if you're in the right spiritual mind, you know, you can visualize this is Jesus talking. See, all I am, all any preacher is, is an interpreter. Or we're just reading it, you know. Y'all understand English, so we speak so you can hear. But if you understand it, only God can give that to you. Now, let's, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. God said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us. Who's the us? He was writing to the church at Corinth. He was talking to the saved that were in that Corinthian church. He said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So when things get rough, you, you ought to have a list of scriptures that you read because that's where our strength comes from. You may not think it helps, but it does. That's, that's why for I don't know how many years I've had that habit. You said, is it a habit? Yes, it is. I'm not ashamed of it. It's a habit. A lot of times I eat, eat because it's a habit. Not hungry, but, you know. 
You eat. We all do that. So when God is speaking to us here, and he tells us, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? I'm telling you, he has. Verse 21, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom know not God, it pleased God. Oh, I love this verse. By the foolishness of preaching. Not foolish preaching, but just to have enough faith that if I go into a home and there's a person that is lost, if I use the scripture and tell them how to be saved, what I did, if God chooses to believe it or bless it, that person can be saved. That excites me. All I've got to do is keep myself in the will of God so he will use me. See, a lot of people got false, uh, cons- you know, consumptions that, you know, God uses all preachers. No, he doesn't. Because all preachers don't preach the truth. He uses anybody that preaches the truth. So he, he, he tells us, you know, then we go to chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, and we begin with verse 1, and he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellencies of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. See, what he's doing, he's moving that barrier uh, well, you know, I'm not educated. I, I didn't graduate from college. I didn't graduate from the, any Bible study, you know. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. That's all you've got to be for God to use you. Realize you're a sinner and realize that God used you and will use you. He said, for I determined, notice verse 2, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. (laughs) I mean, he, he just sticks with us. Notice verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, uh, preachers are sisters, you know, like everybody else, so, you know, 
So I'd go down there next week, and I'm the first one on the ballot to, to preach, and you know. And if nobody don't say anything, it's fine with me. But if some come up and said, I enjoyed that, brother. I hadn't seen that view before. You know. It's the flesh that feels good then. But the main thing is, did God accept it? Did God accept it? We see him in the ordinance. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, see, what you miss by missing church. That's why that, you know, I don't understand unless a person is sick, or I mean truly sick, or providence hindrance, why that a church member wouldn't make every effort to be when we take the Lord's Supper. Because we see him. We see him. I've had people already, they ask me, and I tell them, preachers, what I believe about the bread, what I believe about the uh, juice. But why do you go to all that trouble? Oh, it, it's no trouble at all compared to what Christ went through to build his church and to save me and to have kept me. You know, I mean, we we got to become real. So, First Corinthians eleven, First Corinthians eleven, and verse twenty-three, God said, "For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you." that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Let us go up here in verse 23, just for a moment. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you. That means these thoughts that I wrote down or typed out, these are the ones God gave me. And he'll give you a scripture to go along with it. Sometime. But the thought will come. So he said that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take heed, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do in remembrance of me. We don't have have to have any other scripture than to know that that body didn't have any sin in it. Leaven is a type of sin. So the, the unleavened bread speaks for itself. It's got to be unleavened. So, well, preacher, you can go to these, some of these bakeries and they'll make it for you. I don't know what they did or didn't do. It's important. When Scripture says, then after the same manner also he took the cup, when he is up saying, this cup is the New Testament in my body, in, in my blood, this do ye as oft as he drank it, 
in remembrance of me. You want want alcohol? That had to go through a process to become alcohol? Or do you want the juice where you uh, squeeze it out? I'm not sure, and maybe some of you can have studied it, whether, you know, I like the black grapes. Comes out with a light pink juice. You know that. That's what represents the blood, the juice of the grape. Really, it makes no difference what color the grape would be. And you miss that. Well, unless you belong to some Protestant church, and they'll bring it to you. But God said, when he comes together, What you miss by being in church, you miss an opportunity to be an encourager. No. God tells us, you know, we are to be an encourager to others. And members of one body. Disciples are going to be discouraged in this world. I mean, I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I think I'm, you know, don't think I'm any better than any other Christian or whatever. But, you know, let's look at John 16. John, the 16th chapter. We just want to use one verse here. John 16 and verse 33, I believe. God said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Things that fall apart. Surprise, surprise. What did God say? What did he say in John 16, verse 33? You know, he said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Underline the word might. If you're doing your own thing because you feel good about it and ain't hurting nobody else, there's going to come a day when you won't have peace about it. And God will take you to the woodshed if you're saved. And if you die before God saves you, you'll end up in hell. God said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. So I tell that lost sinner, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if he saved you and you follow him into baptism and if you serve him in and through the church, you might have peace. 
Now, if I was smiling joy, you know, I was in this world. In this world, you're going to have problems, but you join church, everything's going to be great. And that's what the world wants. The world, I went to church, Brother Vance, to, so I could feel better. And when I left, you know what I felt, Brother Vance? That if I didn't change, I'd go to hell. My husband will tell me that. My wife will tell me that. But I won't lie to you. Unless you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you will go to hell. And there is no reprieve from that. You're not going to do 90 days. You're going to spend hell forever. Now see, these things motivate you to, you know. But isn't that amazing? I mean, most all of us, we have those in our family that are lost on the way to hell. And if they came in our house with no shoes on in the middle of winter, it would tire us up. Do I get a hey man? Hey man, brother Vance. We get all excited over make sure everybody's got a winter coat and winter boots and gloves and scarves. We don't want them getting the flu. But if they die fully clothed in a snowsuit, boots, gloves, hat, muffs, everything, they go, they're lost, they're going to hell immediately. And the reason that's a little fresh on my mind is because, oh, I have a driveway that needs to be rocked, you know. And I tell the guys, I don't want to buy the rock quarry. I just want some rock. And anyway, he got talking. He said, somebody told me you was a preacher. I said, yeah, I preached a little bit. He said, well, you know, I think everybody's, if they try, do their best. I think they're all right. So I said, are, are you saved? He said, I really don't know what being saved is. I said, that's pretty sure that you're not saved. If you don't know how you're saved, I safely say you're not saved. Amen? Amen. That's pretty clear, isn't it, Steve? But the more I talked to him, the matter he died. And I said, He's headed back to his truck. I said, are we going to get a deal on that rock or not? <laughs> you know, they talk about anything but the Lord. You talk about rock. You talk about your old truck. You talk about your new car. Talk about your grandbabies. You talk about your children. Talk about anything. Just don't. Be bringing in the Lord. I don't. I don't understand it. 
You miss an opportunity to get directions for your life. So many times we get, uh, uh, you know, in John 20, where we started our text off, you know, in, in John 20. I think it's uh, verse 21. I didn't uh, see it. Um, yeah. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father have sent me, even so send I you. Let me tell you, I just, I just, I just enjoy. I completely enjoy telling somebody how to be saved. But that gentleman had an opportunity to to, to receive the gospel, to hear how to be saved. God may never give him that opportunity again. But God said, God said, and when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side, then were the disciples led when they saw the Lord. You know, we got to see the suffering side of Christ as much as the loving side of Christ. See, as But as my Father has sent me, even so sent I you. you know, God sent his Son. And now Jesus is pleading with us. As my Father sent me, so sent I you. What did Jesus have to offer worldly? Nothing. He didn't own nothing. If Jesus was really who you say he was, Pastor, I wouldn't be having this old run-down car. I wouldn't have this house that needs repair. I mean, I've loved him and served him. How come I'm sick? Are you better than anybody else? See, I'm not going to die because I've got a bad heart. I'm going to die because I'm a sinner. And God didn't save this body. He saved the soul. And I believe Baptist churches are full of people that believe that they're going to heaven. They don't understand that this body is not going to heaven. And as we close, we need to find direction from Christ's word. 
Only the Word of God can. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Now notice. Ephesians 4, 11. God said, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And notice verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints... Perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive you. God said in verse 15, But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the is the head, even Christ. It is in God's house that you find out what God would have you to do. And there are members in churches that don't have no idea what God wants them to do because they don't show up enough. You can get a diploma without showing up in class, but you can't get an education. What do you miss by missing church? You're missing what God would have you to do. How important you are. You weren't saved by mistake. You were saved on purpose and for a purpose. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege to have been granted to this servant once more.